G'day, g'day. Welcome back for another episode of Not So Secret Dad's Business. Uh, today, I have the mind renovator himself. He's a personal development coach. I've got uh, Leon Christensen with us. How are you today, pal? Good, thank you, Nate. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And we've been trying to get together and do it for a little bit. So it's good, it's good to be finally on, on camera. Yeah, no, I appreciate it as well, mate. I know we've been back and forth and like we're both pretty busy and it's just been been like trying to work out where we can get that slot where we're both available. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and um, even though you don't sometimes acknowledge how busy you are, the days seem to roll in the weeks and the months and kind of gets busier when you get older, I think. Yeah, it, it, it gets away from you really easily. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, when you're 21, yeah, you can't wait for the weekend, and it takes forever to get to Friday. And then <laughs> when you yeah. get married and have kids and have responsibilities, kind of blends into the next year, doesn't it? So no, that's right. And I mean, you, the list just gets longer and longer. It's just a case of trying. Okay, well, this one has to move from number two down to number four today because this has become more important. And I don't Absolutely. know about you, but I'm not great at multitasking. <laughs> Us blokes think we can do it, but when we're not actually that good at it, eh? No, we're not. Well, something well, fails when, of, we, when we start it. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of, speaking of guys and sort of bringing us all together and, and multitasking and, and the way we think and that, that sort of thing, um, you've actually just set up a new group on, um, on Facebook for The Everyday Man and you've called it The Everyday Man. Tell, tell us more behind the uh, motivation. Yeah, thanks so much for that. Um, yeah, colleague of mine, Aaron Young, who you've had on your podcast before, and I, we do a bit of work together. We're running some men's retreats and looking at planning to have a lot more retreats and workshops around men and women understanding each other and connecting more. Um, as you know, the divorce rates are insane. Uh, there's so many little boys and girls without a dad or, or even sometimes a mum. And the world's in a lot of pain. Uh, men are a lot worse at suppressing and holding on to things and not communicating, as you and I were just talking about. And I think that we just need more and more, and I know there's some good groups out there, but we, we need more and more safe spaces where people aren't judged and people are able to put up how they're feeling or sometimes, you know, even just watching from a distance and not not admitting or owning up to the fact that they actually have any problems because um, nobody wants to, but that's, as we know, first part of the part of the journey is actually the awareness and, and realizing that you are part of the problem and you need to participate, as I say, in your own rescue. But initially I think that there's so many pieces to the male, uh, how we've been conditioned, how we've been, taught that it's not okay to express and to speak up and you know we've got mass expectation about being tough physically but nobody's ever taught us how to be resilient or tough I don't like the word tough mentally because I don't think we should be but I think we should get shown how to deal with our emotions and how to express them not suppress them and then work out um, what it what it is that's best for us because we all are different we all perceive differently and yep. um, you, take, you take, for example, two identical twins, and this is what I love to talk about with perception, and that's what I do with people is rewiring or recoding things that um, we perceive because 
You can have two, two identical twins. Um, everything's been fa fairly well the same for them. And they can watch a car accident, or witness, I should say, a car accident, mm -hmm. and both go and give a statement to the police, and that statement won't be the same. Yep. Even though they're identically the same, supposedly, uh, it's because, because of perception, and, and that's what we receive, 50 billion bits of information per second, and we can only process about 50 of those. So we have such a different way of taking things on and... You know, you start to realise when you have your own kids like you do and like I do, how much we shape them is is phenomenal. Like, mm -hmm. and how much we can say something and it can instill what I call a gestalt. And that's something that forms a very strong belief, whether it's a good or a bad one, I guess. And yep. the like to the group is to maybe ask really intelligent questions and start to, you know, open up to some men about your own struggles so that it can get them to question everything that's happened for them and whether yep. they are willing to sort of reshape it and whether it's serving them. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I love about this group is the fact that both you and Aaron, you do broach those questions, but you do it in such a beautiful way for men because obviously men are, are very literal in their thinking, very logical thinkers. So you're not really trying to, with the questions you ask, you're not, obviously I can see that you're trying to get them to analyse their emotions or, or where they're at, but you don't word it in such a way. You, what is, what, what do you do or what do you feel or, you know, what do you think contributes to this? You know, the way you put your questions across rather than going, well, what are your feelings? because a lot of guys will just clam up when it comes to feelings, you know? Yeah, well, that'd give me goosebumps even thinking about that, actually, because until you've worked on a bit of your own stuff, I think we're all stuck in this scared little boy state. And Aaron yep. talks about that pretty well. But, you know, there's the little boy and then there's the man, and some of us haven't really evolved into that man, or we're trying to, but we're still fighting with the boy who has all of these negative annotations and has all of these impulses and therefore we have those anger, rage, all those things. And I think until you've worked through a bit of those things and really found some learnings from them or maybe been on a bit of a journey, which we've all had, then you can really unlock and start to have some massive empathy. I think yeah. empathy is huge. Empathy and compassion for others and also re realising as well that everybody has a perception um, of their own through their environment that that's been shaped and a guy I follow called Peter Crone talks about you know if all of us could take a step back and not react as much and we could pause and look at the situation of another human and how they've acted even if it's negative and if you could compress their life into a you know three minute video yep. maybe you would have acted the same way yeah when you really pause and reflect on that you can actually it, it doesn't matter if it's a really shitty negative event, and there is plenty of them, unfortunately, but we can't heal violence with violence, for example. So once, once we stand back and go, what the fuck has happened in their life to shape them into that situation? Because it's obviously been pretty shit for them. If we can look at that with a bit of empathy and go, I feel for you, brother. Like my heart goes out to you. How can I help? If we can all start to rise up and give more love, and start to compliment. And this is a bit, this is a thing with this group and that as well is like, 
there's not really any rules, but there won't be any toleration of people slandering anyone. But it's not all love and light and stuff. And it's just about a place where we can actually have some empowering stories rather than pity. Because a lot yeah. of the men's pages out there, it's just all about pity and blame. And we don't like that space because we can't have a healing if we're blaming everyone else. And I find it ironic with people who are control freaks in their own right and they'll admit they're control freaks but when it comes to healing they put all the blame on someone else and i'm like so you're telling me you're trying to control everything but when it comes to actually healing you you're giving that power away by blame yeah doesn't really work and that's that's a really powerful thing that you just said as well is 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 that through yes i'm paraphrasing here but what i heard more more or less is through accountability is is power you know whereas if you're blaming someone you're just like given absolutely everything everything you've got any control away yeah absolutely i think not being so reactive like i still do it with my wife and i'm like you did blah 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 and halfway through your sentence i'll actually pause now and i'll go hang on hang on let me process this because maybe it's my bullshit story and she just laughs at me and it can actually break your state because you can go hang on i'm blaming you but it's just my reaction to it right it takes conscious effort and and unconsciously working on other, the issues that we've had as well. It's the same with your children. And it's so freaking easy to react just because of how we were taught or shown because we're all running from a subconscious pattern, which is 90 plus percent of the time. Yep. And um, my, little, my little one, my little three-year-old, you know, was really busted the other day after kindy and I blew up a few balloons and it still wasn't good enough and she was about to melt down and I could feel my pressure blood pressure rising because she wasn't appreciative and I was literally just about to bust the balloon on her and say see there you go you can't have the balloon now and then I just called myself a dickhead and laughed right and I'm like what a dickhead like who would bust the kid's balloon what a dickhead and it wasn't about you know beating myself up in that moment uh, even though I have before but it was about this is just a kid expressing emotion who's really tired and all I needed to do is just get down on the floor and tell it was going to be okay and we could fix it. And I've done that a lot more since I've healed a lot of my stuff because every kid just needs to be validated and heard and then held when they're expressing. I think it was actually, I don't know whether it was you or not, but I did see something the other day and it was about um, a child tying their shoes. It was a case of, come on, tie your shoes. You know how to do it. Uh, Dad, I can't do it. Um, and it was a case of, well, come on, mate. Like You and I both know full well you know how to tie your shoes. You've done it a million times before. So just tie your shoes. And rather yeah. than getting upset about it, it was a case of having to stop and sort of work out what the child was trying to say because they're only yeah. using the the finite vocabulary that they've got. So it wasn't a case of, I can't do it. It was a case of, I'm not in the right headspace. I can't, you know, I can't Compute do it at the moment. I'm, I'm not, not there. Yeah, that's right. And if we're uh, stressed, rushed, overthinking, which all of us are, we can then react and relay that they're just being silly and, you know, we can get really upset. But it's, it's this shit. With a kid, it's literally like 90 to 120 seconds yeah. when they're not coping or when they're melting down or anything. It's over so quick because they're not in that stage where they hang on to shit like we are. And yeah. unfortunately, when we're an adult, 
we, we hang on to all these problems, but they're just, if we could teach them how to express, we're going to make better humans and then we're going to heal a lot of that pain in the world. Yeah, that's right. And this is the thing that I'm so passionate about. If we can work on our own stuff, it actually does resonate into our children's lives, our partner's lives, the ripple that I talk about of, of healing so many others because you're a better human. Mm. And I'm certainly not a guru. I'm far from perfect, but it's just a work in progress, eh? Yeah, that's right. It's it's like the the clay on the potter's wheel. Like the the piece is never finished. You can always just squish that clay <laughs> back down and remold again. You know, it's it's an ongoing thing. That's a beautiful way of putting it. And I was only saying to a friend yesterday that this journey of life and being a human and that is it's challenging. Like you just like get to another level and you're like, oh, here's another hurdle. But yeah. I guess that's the part when you embrace that, it can be really beautiful. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I've actually, I've found a lot of beauty through and, and learned a lot from you through uh, your podcast as well, Struggles to Success. And Thank you. you've, yeah, appreciate you've that. been uh, talking about some really awesome stuff, even like the latest episode with, uh, is it Emma, I believe? Emma McDonald. Yeah. 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 Like that was just so powerful. I was listening to listening to that episode and I was getting goosebumps. So yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Can, can you eh? tell us tell us more about your podcast and what you're doing there? In amongst COVID, actually, and especially doing so much through Zoom, like we are now, which is a beautiful tool, it has its polar opposite of being disconnect because we're not in person, but it's still beautiful. And I just decided from following Trent's work that it wasn't that hard to create a podcast bit of fear around it but also had the, the help of my assistant at the time terry uh terry honky who helped me create it and we didn't really edit much and i still haven't it's pretty raw it's it's not perfect listening and i've done a few good ones with good content not great sound but i just wanted stories to resonate with people and that's why i created it so that it's like for those people we we're just talking about in the group that are happy to watch and listen and not be seen that's the beautiful thing as well about your podcast is, or any of them out there, if you're not ready to step up and talk about it openly, you know, maybe you can just listen and, and hear a story that you can resonate with and go, oh my gosh, wow. You know, and it just hits you. Like I've listened yeah. to podcasts like that myself and gone, holy shit, you know, I'm not alone. There's yeah. other people out there that have struggled with this and, um, yeah, I mean, we've all been through a struggle and if we're still here and we're still learning and growing, that's success for me. So, um, you know, and and I've certainly been through a ton of challenges myself and I don't know about success, but I think learning and growing out of them has certainly put me into a space of, of helping others and I've always wanted to be able to just help others, just haven't yep. known how. Yeah, well, I, th I think there's beauty in the name as well, struggles to success, because whether you do, it, I mean, success is, again, is, is a perception, right? We all have a different idea of success. Yeah. And I think really yep. anything, that, anything positive that comes through the struggle in itself is a success. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, success is, that's a beautiful way of putting that because I guess we all forget that it's one person's success is not what we should define ours upon. And if I'm asked what is success to me and at this present moment, and it changes too, right? But at this present moment, it's being present 
and showing up for my kids and shaping them into being really nice, kind, brilliant individuals and they're already shaping into that. And then it's also creating some wealth for future and it's also um, having some impact to help others. So all while somehow creating some fulfilment for myself and those are things that I'm still working on, like what's joy look like, what's, um, what's hobbies look like and, and how do you have that balance of all of those things, some fun, some family, some play and then enough impact and work <laughs> Everybody's yeah. got to work through that balance of what suits for them, of course, too. So, no, that's yeah, right. It's, it's again, an that, interesting task. Yeah, and I, I think it all comes back down to what your values are as well. Like we all have different different values, and of course, that's going to to change what our priorities are. And Joe Blow up the street doesn't have the same values as I do, so he's not going to prioritize my number one as his number one either. Absolutely. Plus the um, empathy for others and Aaron and I were talking this morning and had a difference of opinions, the best way to put it on something, but we both spoke about how beautiful it is when you, um, when you don't have to take control and be right and you can still have that difference of opinion with respect for each other. Yeah. That's so empowering. That is, is a big problem within our world, as you know, how there's so much slandering of someone else because they have a different belief. But um, yeah if we can have a bit of empathy and realize that that's just what they've been conditioned with. That doesn't mean they're right or wrong. Sometimes we just got to have that compassion and just accept, which can be that's a it. challenge for sure. Like my, my friend Simon, a couple of episodes back actually said something that stood out to me so much that I had to put the quote on Instagram, you know, and it was um, what he said was like, if we just encouraged each other, the world would be a better place. Um, yeah, I reckon so. And I think with that, you know, like everybody's so used to the rat race and if I don't knock this person down, I'm not going to be able to keep climbing the ladder. And But, you know, through through compassion and empathy and encouragement, like we can push everybody up and we can all make it to the top if we just help each other out and sort of give each other a boost. Yeah, I think we've been taught a little bit wrong around the lack mentality and we don't think there's enough to go around and stuff, but I feel like the world has to have a shift back to um, growing some veggies for ourselves and our neighbors and then trading a bit, bit of stuff and just getting, and you know, it used to be a lot more like that. And it used to be community and, and checking in with neighbors and yep. all of these things that I hope make a shift to come back. I really do. I'd like, I'd like for something like that to happen as well. That would be beautiful. I don't know, mate, call me, call me sceptical, but I think just with, with technology, I feel like it all pushes us apart rather than just going yep. next door to go, hey, mate, how you doing? Um, you know, you get on the Zoom or just send a text or, or whatever. You're not having yep. that, that face-to-face interaction. But, um, I mean, again, it has its, it has its upsides too. I think yeah, we no. can sort of be in a street and go, hey, look, I've got some leftover veggies. I'm not going to eat them all. Would you like some? You know, it's, it goes back and forth, yep. and that's where the community starts being built. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. And that's the other piece to the group that Aaron and I want to create. And it's only a small vision at the moment of just in the Queensland and Sunshine Coast and Bundaberg region of creating some in-person events and whether that means a walk on the beach or a coffee or whatever, so that 
you know, gents can catch up and just, yeah, just be in each other's company and um, rise each other up. So that's that's the, the vision smaller but maybe bigger. Some other people can grab it in some other areas and there, there already is a little bit of stuff like this, I believe, but I think there's a need for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In-person community. Well, I mean, that's, that's the whole reason I set up this podcast in the first place anyway was because... Yeah, I don't have a lot of mates. Uh, all my mates are back over on the on the West Coast, you know. And even so, I don't think we'd have a lot of contact because, you know, as we get older, life gets busier. We've all got jobs, this, that and the other. But just to have a platform there for guys to sort of tune into and sort of hear different perspectives from other guys and just being mm. open and honest like, like we are, you know, and just, just talking about the real shit without yeah, the judgment. Yeah, absolutely makes total sense to me mate and i only said to my wife last night as long you know i've got a lot of acquaintances but i don't think i've got enough really solid friends that are nearby in person because a lot of my friends as well are scattered all over the place so yeah love to build some more friendships yeah yeah well i feel i feel blessed because i mean through through doing this i've met some really awesome guys like uh like yourself and aaron and um shane in in tamworth and Uh, Reese up yep. on the on the sunny coast as well. Sunny. And yeah, you know, yep. um, I haven't had a chat to talk to Trent yet, but I mean, he seems like a pretty top bloke. Like you guys have like a really cool yep. circle happening there and like you're just all there for each other, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool and very empowering and you realise that you want to be around that more once you start. It's like anything that grows on you and you realise that, uh, especially in, in the growth and personal development and stuff and, you know, it's it's just nice to be around like-minded people, whatever you're into, you know, motorbikes, yeah. cars or anything. That's that's what we all seek, you know. We all resonate and vibrate to that frequency of, of what is uh, important to us, I suppose, in our life, yeah. Yeah, and I, it's really interesting about how uh, I get, something my old man used to tell me was garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you're surrounding yeah. yourself with good people, like you end up having that positive mindset. Yeah. But I mean, I've also had times where I've been down at the pub and you're talking to old mate. This was not long after I got divorced as well. So you're talking to old mate that screwed up his marriage 30 years ago and he's been single ever since. And, and you sort of start feeding off that neg- negativity and it, it just it grows and it festers and it keeps growing. But it's the same with positivity as well. When you start surrounding yourself with these other people that are like-minded and positive and just want to lift you up, that also grows. Yep, that's exactly right. And my dad was a similar with the um, with a good quote like that. They used to always say, "If you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas." You know. Yeah. And it's all about your environment and who you who you will allow into your life, what boundaries you set, and yeah, there's, there's a lot to all that for sure. So it's good. Yeah. Well, um, just to go on just a little bit further, because all of this ties in together anyway, but you've also got your own um, personal development business that you're running as well. And like you said, you haven't really settled on a name yet, but we're going with uh, Leon Christensen, the, the mind renovator. Yep. So uh, like, what do you yep. do throughout your coaching and everything and, and, what do you sort of try and focus on? And so I know you've just got yourself a new office and things are starting to grow for you. So. Yeah. Thank you for that question. So 
a few years back, I did a master's in neurolinguistics and the language we say to ourselves is extremely important. And I think I explained to people, if we drive on uh, like a dirt, a dirt road for long enough, it'll, it'll wear ruts in it. And it's a bit like that with our mind. If we're continually saying the same thing to ourselves, because we don't have very many new thoughts, it just gets stronger and stronger, whether it's good or bad. So if I can help you shape those thoughts and rewire them, um, it's kind of like renovating the, the frameworks of our mind. And, you know, the, the reason for the name of the mind renovator is literally, you know, we're very happy to spend money renovating a house. We're happy to re renovate or spend money on our four-wheel drives or our cars or buy a boat or a jet ski, et cetera. And we work in the rural area a lot. People spend money renovating land even, you know, like um, plowing up dirt, all that sort of stuff because it's productive. Yep. But if we could all focus a little bit more on investing in our mindset and renovating ourselves, maybe we could all be a better husband, a better father, and potentially a stronger, more resilient mind frame for the likes of the issues around self-harm, which is so much of, and mm. potentially inspire others and be more compassionate and empathetic. I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle, but I've also done quite a few other trainings, which I won't go into because it's just tools. It's just pieces to the puzzle to help anybody that's gone through a difficult time or literally down to simplicity of helping people with frameworks around business and consulting in that because I've come from quite a few different careers and had a few businesses. For me, simplifying how, how we look at things um, and normally I work with people on a 12-week basis. I don't like working on anything smaller than that because you know, I'm not asking for much by that. You know, sometimes we've had a problem for 30, 40, 50 years and yep. just asking for a few months, right? Yep. And we can get some big results in that time. So a few months is not long to ask for. Um, but, yeah, look, the thing is for me, I'm extremely passionate about learning and I'm probably addicted to it too much. And I've got books galore. I've got all sorts of things. I've got lots of certificates and all that but it's not really just a qualification thing it's just knowledge and if i can help someone see a different perspective or even if i can just sit there and hold space and just listen to them validate them um you know maybe that's the start or as i say to everybody it's it's not always my job to actually guide them but if i can put them in touch with someone maybe that's the link as well so yeah yeah we've got We've got an office space in Bundaberg, which has become a really cool little spot, good coffee shop. Haven't done a lot directly here yet, but we're going to be. And then, as I said, we're going to do some in-person workshops in Bundaberg and the Sunshine Coast. And then we're also running our men's retreats that are a four-day intensive. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing some women's only ones from a male and masculine perspective, as well okay. as potentially father-son and father-daughter. And then couples ones to, as well, because it's masters to connect in couples and relationships. And I have a friend who's a sex and intimacy coach. So we're um, looking forward to doing some stuff together as well in the space of the disconnect for couples. That's a bit about it. Like there's so much in the way of personal development. And as I say, you can have niche and you can work specifically with people around business or work specifically on depression, anxiety and things. And 
I beat beat myself up a little bit about trying to be niche and you know if I was to say I, I do have a niche it's probably men and it's probably rural really hard nuts to crack yeah concrete concrete external but potentially most tuss- toughest physical blokes that you can deal with but mentally they're not coping they're not coping yeah. they've got a lot of struggles and they've got dry times and all sorts of things and um, but yeah, basically work with anyone because I'm not going to say no to anybody that needs help if I can help them in some way. No, that's right. And I think especially, um, you know, having like couples, couples uh, coaching or a couples retreat or, or something like that, that'd be really good as well. I think, especially for the men, because, yeah, um, you know, I think I saw it one day was um, online. It was, uh, you know, a little boy said to his dad, hey, dad, how do I understand women? I, I, I don't get it. And he said, the dad said, yeah. well, when you can understand why they cut around pizza into triangles and put it into a square box, that will be the day you understand <laughs> women. <laughs> so I think just well, something same. to give men a little bit more insight into women's intimacy and that sort of thing is going to help immensely. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, like it's a tough battle when women can openly admit that they can't understand themselves either. But <laughs> at the end of the day, though, they just want love. They want validation and, you know, connection and friendship. And there's there's so many pieces to that relationship puzzle and I'm still working on my own all the time. But, you know, appreciation and gratitude for your partner as well as a strong fr- friendship, like a really strong friendship, I think is vital to a relationship. Because yep. without that friendship, you know, you're basically roommates, aren't you? No, that's right. I've been there, done that. <laughs> in the friend zone even, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out well. Ended in divorce. So, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that's really important because um, Shane's mentioned it in the past as well, that we both, uh, as men, we or, or everybody, we have masculine and feminine energies, right? And um, yeah. That's one thing I think guys really struggle with is sort of tapping into that feminine en- energy. And once I do that, oh, I'm not a yep. tough man anymore. But I think we really need to do that in order to be in tune with our partners. You know what? That's actually a good point. And I'm dealing with a client at the moment who doesn't understand that energy at all. And that's okay. But understanding it will actually really help him in his relationship, which he's had struggles with because his wife is more in the masculine and he's in the feminine a lot. And if they can, they can just cruise like that and just, and if they can be each other's polar opposite and understand it, it, it can be very empowering. And I'm, I'm open to admit like another coach friend of mine that I'm very feminine and in many ways, uh, my wife can be masculine When you can understand that you can really work together. Well, if I was with a feminine woman all the time and we're both showing our emotions and being vulnerable, cause I'm good at all that it'd be a mess. <laughs> yeah. My wife's masculine at times and she's my rock. Being my masculine and support and provide and step up in those ways. So if you can understand that energy, it's can be really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it, that's one of the things that really opened up my mind a lot. You know, um, I, I never understood it. I've always been, when I was, when I was younger, like a teenager, I thought I was hot shit. I used to call myself a snag. You know, a sensitive new age guy. <laughs> new age guy, yeah, yeah. I remember that term. We must yeah. be about the same age. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm mid thirties, but yeah, we're we're, we're about that, yeah. And um, 
yeah, because I've always been that guy that when I was in school, you know, my mates were struggling. I'd want to give them a hug, you know, like, hey, it's going to be all right. Awesome. And as like my best mate back, back in Perth, I always joked around calling him my, my heterosexual life partner. Because we've yep, yep. been mates for oh, 20 odd years now, 20, 22 years or something. You know? And yeah, I've got that more feminine energy. He's got that masculine energy and he's like, dude, just don't do that. Like makes me feel uncomfortable, you know? Um, and so it, it's and that's why you'll be friends because you balance each other out. Yeah. 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 So having learned about those feminine and masculine energy sort of helped me understand myself better i'm like ah okay gotcha and we don't I'm not i'm not we weird can, yeah absolutely and then we can own those parts and not have to be so hard on ourselves about it too right so yeah that's no, it's beautiful really good yeah it's <laughs> awesome man well look i'm going to leave it with you today but um for anybody that does want to reach out to you where can they find you where can they find the podcast as well yeah, thank you so much, uh, Nate. I appreciate that. Um, obviously, Facebook's a pretty big tool, so we've got a page, Leon Christensen, the Mind Renovator. Uh, and then, to be honest, I don't use Instagram, but we're on there, and I think it's at Leon Christensen Coaching, I think. Uh, and then, look, realistically, though, because those platforms we don't own, and I think the, the, the most up-to-date thing that we'll always have is, you know, all the W's, Leon Christensen, so C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-E-N.com.au. So you'll always find something about us on leoncristensen.com.au or Google, I guess. So, Yep, that's um, awesome. Well, I'll yeah, make that... sure all those links are down in the show notes anyway. So uh, anybody wants to, they Thank can just you. go into the description of the podcast and all those links will be there. You'll just be a click away. You're a good man. I'll make sure I get them to you. Thank you, Nathan. Not a worry. Well, thanks for having a chat with me today, Leon. Thanks for your time, buddy. You have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to Not So Secret Dad's Business. If you have a topic you'd like covered or you just want to reach out to us, you can email us at notsosecretdadsbusiness at gmail.com or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash notsosecretdadsbusiness. If you want to follow us on social media, you can also follow us on Instagram at Not So Secret Dad's Business or on Facebook as well.